welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are wrapping up our unit on furry sleuth cozy mysteries that Em uh, was... uh, (laughs) was excited to start because she thought it was about furries. Uh, It's not, though. It's about when a detective has a little friend that's an animal. Uh, We started with... I can't even fucking remember what the first book was, but the second one was The Cat Who Could Read Backwards. And this one... First one was Dog On It. That's right. It's the one with the dog... Yes, okay. Uh, (laughs) And this one that we finally read for the third one that I was hoping Em would like, we'll see what she says, Shady Hollow, the first book in the Shady Hollow mystery series by Juno Black. So Em, did you like it? Um... (laughs) So I didn't dislike it. Uh-huh. And there were some parts of it that I was like, I might continue this series. Uh-huh. But there's still a lot of it that was like just grating on my nerves, but it was all mystery related stuff. Not, okay. Not furry related stuff. I this gotcha. was definitely more of what I wanted, which was little redwall animal type furry yes. animals. Every character in this book is a different animal. Which was And fun. we love that. We love that. We love that. That's really the vibe I wanted was precocious animals who walk on hind legs and wear clothes. And wear clothes and do things like yeah. drink coffee and run newspapers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that was better. That was definitely an improvement. I would definitely say it was the best of the genre we read. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I was, I really wanted to like this one. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about this for me is, you know, I read a lot of mysteries. I read a lot of cozy mysteries. I loved the idea of this and it started off for me. I was like, hell yeah. I love when a book gives a cast of characters because that to me, like, I don't know, that signifies like this is going to be a certain type of book. And usually books I like is when they do like the silly little cast of character things at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, But I just felt like if if it wasn't for like, the two murders that happened in this book, I'd be like, is this a children's book, right? To me, mm. it was a little bit empty. It was a little bit soulless. And it was it was very cute. It was very cozy. Um, and if that's enough for you, go ahead and read this. I'm getting a little ahead for who would I recommend this to. If that's enough for you, go ahead and read this. But for me, I was like, I just need something a little bit more. Like maybe I need it to be a little bit more animalistic or I need it to be, I need the characters to be a little bit more fleshed out or I need it to be. You wanted the main character when she was examining the body to start eating To eat it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't know. I just, it was, it not was not enough butt me, sniffing. I was right. reading this and I could completely forget they were animals until they would say something silly like paw kerchief instead of handkerchief. See, but uh, I like that. You I like, like that. When you it's could forget just, they were animals. I like when it's just a silly little, a silly little boy and then you remember, oh, he's, oh, a, he's a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it's very Redwall, which <laughs> I think I'm realizing is way more of a formative series for me than I I think we I just remember. need to read Redwall. Is I think the we thing. do need to like, read Sorry, Redwall at some Warrior point. Cat fans, but... It's just they're so long, but also Warrior Cats is very long. That's true. So. We would have to really look at our recording schedule to see. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide where that's going <laughs> to... Mousy Mondays. Um, hey. <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. But yeah, I mean, it was fine. I think I gave this like two and a half stars, which is not to say it's a bad book. It just to me like it didn't do it. Um, and that's fine. 
it was cute It'd be a solid three for me i think yeah um but yeah this to me is just like this is i want a weirder book i think mm. would you so you said you would read more in this series though i what probably i think the, the, you. the part that's most interesting to me is surprising absolutely no one the romance the the bear fox romance bear fox romance yes <laughs> um well because it's like the one mystery thing that i'm kind of a sucker for is like person who is whose job is to solve crimes and person who is not who's supposed good to at be it, solving but... <laughs> crimes and they team up and do things together yes. like you know i'm a sucker for bones uh freaking what was the one with Nathan Veronica Fillion. Speedwell. Uh, oh, wait. Veronica Speedwell. That's the one we read for The Great Detective. Oh, unit. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was thinking more like procedurals. Like. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like. Um, um, the Mentalist. Lie to me. I did not get into Lie to Me, but it I was only that like vibe. Three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's Hannibal. that is a dynamic that I should have been into Hannibal. Uh, everything about my personality would predict that I was a Hannibal girly, but I did not get ever ever get mm. into that. I thought the food looked too delicious. I had to stop. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, mm, I would eat that. Uh oh, that's fair and just. <laughs> uh, what was the one? Sleepy Hollow, which main I never watched that. Sleepy Hollow. The main character that got done so dirty. Uh, it, like, it was very obviously supposed to be this dynamic of lady cop who is the love interest and also partner of this dude who is time traveling or whatever. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Raised from the dead something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, they're, like, they were obviously supposed to be love interest and then the network, I guess, chickened out because she's black. I don't know. But, uh-huh. yeah, bummer. Anyway, Castle. that is the dynamic I like. I think, yeah, Castle. I never watched it. I'm just saying TV shows now to prevent having to talk about this. Like, um, <laughs> that's cool. So I, I kind of said who would I, who I would recommend this to. Like, if you like cozies, go for it. Obviously, lots of people like this. This is a four book series. is ongoing. Um, so if it's something you're into, read it, enjoy it. It's not bad. It just wasn't for me. Mm. Who do you that's think? That's fair. Um, people who liked TV procedurals such as Castle, yeah. Bones, The Mentalists, yeah, Hollow. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of any of these shows? <laughs> Maybe Lucifer? Was that a procedural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it it's that same vibe of devil who shouldn't be solving crimes and cop. Yeah. The classic yeah. duo. The classic, the classic duo. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you like that, read this. Yeah. it's They're basically the same thing. <laughs> basically. If you've seen the show Lucifer, you've read this book. <laughs> okay. So what other books have you been reading aside from <laughs> Good this segue. one? Good um, segue. <laughs> Perfect. Not weird at all. Not bad. Uh, sorry. Let me pull up the title of this book because I immediately forgot it as soon as you asked me. So, um, apologies to our listeners. This episode is being recorded in May, but it's going up in June. So I haven't started my, uh, my pride month reading. So Mm, (laughs) bad timing on my part, but I did read, uh, one for my enemy by Olive E. Blake and loved this book. Let me tell you why that's odd. One, 
it is a Romeo and Juliet retelling. Oh. Two, it's a mafia romance. <gasps> what? <laughs> Why did I love this book? I don't know. You betrayed the podcast. I- <laughs> we had a hard line stance on mafia romances. We didn't like them. But you know what? This one kind of came in and it was like, but what if everyone was a witch? Um, so, okay, well, that's different then. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Which mafia is different from regular that's, mafia? That's a fantasy romance in which it happens to be mafia. Yes. Um, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Olive E. Blake was really big in the Harry Potter, Dramione specifically, fan fiction mm. world. This one definitely, it's. I don't think it's Dramione. Like, I don't think it had started that way. But you can definitely tell, like, mm, this feels like a certain someone's wizarding world. But if you made it a mafia AU... Because there are these two rival wizarding, sorry, witch families um, who are doing their different mafia things. And there is like also a group of witches that is uh, in charge of like making sure that the non-magical people don't find out about witches. Uh, I was going to ask, is it like everybody knows about magic or no? No. Yeah. Okay. And so what the one family, there's a family of a mother and daughters and then there's a family of a father and sons could be love brady that. bunch is not though good uh, don't love brady bunch <laughs> romance that's weird yeah the oldest two on both sides the oldest daughter and the oldest son fell in love but then had to not be in love once they grew older because you know families are fighting um and they kind of grew their their crime empires and but then the youngest on both sides meet each other and fall in love. And um, there's a lot of like people dying and coming back to life because obviously it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling. There's a whole like, you know, who, who are they really loyal to? There's a lot of just, there's a lot of characters and I just, I really liked it. It was, it was a fun, good time. And I don't want to say much more about it because I don't want to give anything away. Not that it's like really twisty, but, you know, whatever. I've already said too much about it. Just read it. If you liked Atlas, um, the Atlas 6, like, do keep in mind, this is this is very fanficy reading. It's not anything, like, super mind-blowing, but it was a fun time. So don't come for me for liking a Romeo and Juliet fantasy. I don't think anyone was going to, except for the mafia part, because I did come for yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, I do But have I to... think that's justified, considering our history. Yeah. <laughs> It was just a very weird pick for me, but it it worked out. So Mm. what about you? What did you read? So I also have not fully started my Pride Month reading, which also Pride is all year long for me. But, Mm. you know, whatever. Uh (laughs) No, everyone gets one month. All right. (laughs) That's it. Um, I did just get I have had it on hold at the library and the hold just came in today. Mm -hmm. The um, the Oleander Sword by Tasha Suri, which is the sequel Mm -hmm. to the Jasmine Throne, um, which I know I recommended that before. So I'm very excited for this one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all I I know is that one has a green cover. It does have a green cover and it is also gay. So everybody enjoy. Everyone Um, I read another book for kind of for Pride Month. Um, It is an MM romance. which uh, I know I've already told you about, Anna. Mm-hmm. You had recommended on the podcast a while ago, oh, A Taste so of Golden good. Iron, and it was <laughs> oh, by Alexander so Roland, and it is so good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, it was, I listened to it on audiobook, which was great. I loved the narrator for it. Yeah. Um, the political stuff, I was a little annoyed because it was a little more straightforward than I wanted it to be, um, and I won't say anything more about that so as not to give stuff away, but uh, I, the romance part of it was great. Very slow burn. Very mm-hmm. pining. Very um, 
uh, uh, bodyguard and and prince set up, which uh, but like the consent, that. They but were the like consent, so careful about it. They were like so worried about mm. being creeps. Yeah, yeah, um, loved it. It was great. Yes, I. And probably going to have to look at some other stuff she's written. But yes, that is honestly one of my favorite books of all time, I think. I just read it at the right. Like, it might not be the most, again, not the most mind-blowing literature. I read it at the right time, and it was Mm -hmm. exactly what I wanted. And it was so fucking good. Honestly, this author might be an auto-buy for me in the future. (laughs) It did get me out of my long-lasting Gideon the Nine slump, which has been after I finished any book I've been well, it wasn't getting in the ninth, yeah. but nothing or, you know. ever will be again. Um, but when after I read this and started reading another book, I was like, well, it's not uh, the taste of golden uh, a taste of golden iron, but <laughs> so you know, mixing it up a little bit on what I'm hyper fixated yes. on at the moment. I read both. I read Taste of Golden Iron, and then like less than a month later, read the entire Lock Tomb series. So honestly, I don't know whatever is going to be good again until Electo yeah. comes out. I really. My my reading this year has been absolutely fucked because of that. Like, <laughs> I read this at the end of December, and then I read Lock Tomb in January. So I was just like, what what hope do I have? Yeah, um, you really set the bar high on that one. Really, we got to be careful next year. Save all the good. Next books year, I'm going to read trash. All right. Well, speaking of reading trash, that's yeah. mean. That's mean, um, but there were raccoons in this. And also not how I feel about this book, but it was just a good segue. Yeah. Let's talk about this book. Yes. Let's talk about this book. What happened in it? IDK. Um, I do kind of know. So we have, this is a small town uh, that is described as up in the far north, away from everything you know and dream about. There is a small village and also a lot of other small villages. There's a whole world, the secret world. Uh, of of villages where animals live like people and wear clothes and have jobs and, and own restaurants and things. And now um, I was confused by this. Yes, because first mm-hmm. when I was reading it, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, people exist, right?" That's what it, it would imply. Yes, it seemed to imply that. And I'm trying to scroll back to the prologue real quick because I know that's where all this stuff is. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, maybe just what they're saying is. It is a small town, unlike the big towns of That could other... be. Like, what happens in it's, the big cities of animals? Not the Zootopia. It's a small town, right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they're saying. Um, this takes place in the Zootopia universe, and this is just, like, a side story. Right. Yeah. Because it says, far from the cities and the bustling world, Shady Hollow is only one such community where woodland creatures of all types and temperaments from the tiny mouse to the mighty moose live together in a successful and mostly mm. peaceful society. So to me, when I said, when it said where woodland creatures of all types, I was like, that is the thing that is supposed to be unique about um. this. But then as we went on and they were talking about all these other villages, I was like, maybe it's the from the t- of all types and temperaments part that's supposed to be unique. Mm. Maybe it's just like this is a small town vibe where yes. everybody's chill with each other and it's like laid back. That maybe that's what they're saying. Right. Because. because so there like, is a moment later in the book where someone's like, hey, can I get this book called Of Mice and Men? And the owner of the bookstore is like, yeah, that's in the fantasy section. <laughs> yes. I will say the book puns in this were very good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. And the one that was a play on the girl with the dragon tattoo. The squirrel with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. No, it was the squirrel with some that was something else. Oh, it was the squirrel who kicked a hornet's nest, I think. Yeah. Which is yeah, another. Was yeah. And there was also one that was... Um, some other one too but i can't remember it off the top of my head mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah i think that we are supposed to understand that it is a world in which 
Okay, I can get behind people. that. I was confused. Yeah, that that the the interesting thing about Shady Hollow is not that it is populated by animals because everyone in this world is an animal. It mm-hmm. is that it is a laid back small town, little little uh, stars hollow vibe. You know. Yes, absolutely. They don't even own locks. No one in this. No, no one, one this has, world a has a lock. But yeah. locks do exist, yeah. which again Sorry, leads not me world. to believe in this town. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which does lead me to believe that everything is animals because there wasn't crime ridden cities full of animals yeah there wasn't anything about like oh we got this refuse from people or anything like that yeah so it does seem like people just don't exist that could that that sounds like a perfect world honestly well we also know that there is an animal asia because yes we have an asian panda which you can assume the entire world is all animals no humans sounds like a blast we get um, the, the <laughs> so the book starts off with a hummingbird named Gladys Honeysuckle. All of the animals have names that are like tee it's an animal. Um, so Gladys Honeysuckle is a hummingbird and she's like the town gossip and she's flying into work one morning and she's flying over the little lake they have in town when she spots a dead body floating in the middle of the lake. Can we actually take a second just to go over some of these names? Because I do have questions. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's go to the cast of characters. You know, I love it. So we've got Gladys Honeysuckle. Yeah. That seems appropriate for her whole vibe. She's a hummingbird, like you said. Suckles the honey. Yep, sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Gladys also seems like a busybody name, which is sort of her whole vibe. Yeah. Uh, Otto Stumpf, Toad. I don't necessarily associate stumps with toads, but, you know, it's got that sort of, like, ugly vibe to it. I you know? think it's, like, I think the word, it's sump, and I think it, oh, it's, it's German. I Because I looked it up. It's it German, German for, for like, a swampy or marshy area. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It makes Vera sense with Vixen. him being a spy. <laughs> makes I sense, guess. yeah. Uh, Vera Vixen, which is like... She's a fox. She's a fox. But my question for her name is, wouldn't that be like if my name was M. Lady? (laughs) M. Woman. M. Woman. And I know we've had this come up before with an animal book, I think. Uh And we were like, well, wouldn't that just be like if my name was human? I think like one of the warrior cats or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was like, oh, no. I mean, like there are first names like Guy, right? Mm -hmm. Which is basically just dude. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know if there are any that are just like. Is there someone whose last name is human? Is there someone whose last name is human or. Now, I've met someone with last name Man with two N's. Man with two N's. Yeah. So maybe. But they weren't a man. Well, and that's, I think that's what. (laughs) What's throwing me about it too, is, though, in <laughs> right? But that's what's throwing me about it too is yeah. that like, okay, so her la- do, did she just take the is is it a situ- situation where there is no like patronymics? Is it just she it was like my name's Vera Vixen? It could Great. be, or is it I like, like that you get to choose your own name? Yeah, that might be better, but then but then know. we know the Von Beaverpelts all share a last name. Yeah, so, so it's not that unless it's, it's just for foxes. Can't tell. But we do know she has some sort of shady background we don't learn in this novel uh, mm. that she's left the big city for. So maybe it is a pseudonym. We don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so we got B.W. Stone, black and white. He's a skunk. Right? He's a skunk. Um, 
Lenore Lee. That's an Ed girl co reference because she she's a raven. Called Nevermore Books. Yeah, you we get, get it. it. We get it. Do you get it? Joe, I don't know if I get the animal connection. I get the coffee connection. Yeah, if he, he was a camel, coffee. that would make sense to me. Yeah, that would be good. And I was like, is it just, okay, this might be too much. Yeah. But Joe, coffee, he runs the coffee. Yeah, yeah, shop. cup of Joe. Uh huh. Caribou coffee. Yeah. Moose is kind of like a caribou. Yeah. Is that what we're going with? I think caribou coffee even has like, don't they have a, um, uh, what are they called? Mascot or whatever. Yeah, it's a caribou. Oh, that makes sense. But is its name like, <laughs> does it have a name? What if its name know. was Joe? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Joe Caribou. <laughs> Joe the Caribou. And she was like, in order to avoid lawsuits, lawsuits he's now a I'll moose. make him a moose. Um, then we've got Chief Theodore Mead. We've got double pun there. Cause yeah, we've got so Teddy. Teddy and Mead because he's a honey bear, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Orville Braun. Braun. Brown bear. Braun. Brown. Is Orville anything? Is that is that anything? Popcorn. I don't know. Popcorn. Yep. <laughs> um, Ruby Ewing. You. Sheep. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah. Um, Reginald Von Beaverpelt. This is the next one I have an issue with. <laughs> Michael also, as I was reading the cast of characters, I was like, look at all these funny animal names. He's like, that one's really on the nose, isn't it? In a way the other ones aren't. Guess well, what? It's not his real name. <laughs> uh, wait, is it not? I don't yeah, they, they reveal at his funeral that his name is actually like, his name was Reggie Pelt or something. And then uh, once he became rich, he, he became Von Beaverpelt. But even Pelt, yeah. I mean, maybe that could be any me. animal, right? That could be any animal. But looking at this with a humanistic lens, which is probably the wrong way to look at it. But it uh-huh. would be like if I was like um, M. Flesh Sack, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like M. Pelt. Derm. Dermis. M. Dermis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I kind of like weird. that. That's weird. That's weird. M. Dermis. It, I was like, this guy is basically just. <laughs> M- Named after what he sold as in the real world, like beaver pelts, you <laughs> know? Is, it's my name and what I'm made of, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the other ones I didn't have big comments on. It was Anastasia yeah. Esmeralda. Vic- the lefty as the raccoon. Is that anything? Like, what is that? Lefty. Oh, raccoons are all left-handed. I didn't know that. I also didn't know that. I think I just made it up. Oh, well. Are <laughs> raccoons left-handed? <laughs> That it sounded like something. I know I said it really confidently. You did. <laughs> no, raccoons do have dominant hands, but most use the right one. So it's actually a lie. I think I don't know. I mean, like it's definitely if this was humans, yeah. I could see Lefty being a thief name, right? Yeah. Of like Yeah, it's just like Yeah, they'll call him Lefty, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if it has anything to do with raccoons. <laughs> So that's another so, one. That's like mm. that's another one. Ambrosius um, Heidegger. That sounds pretentious, like an owl, I guess. Heidegger, I think, is like a famous smart person. A famous owl. It? Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> and then suddenly is a is a panda berry's agent. Yeah. Okay. Martin Heidegger is a German philosopher. Is a German owl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it. And what was the first name? Ambrosius? Ambrosius. I mean, that seems like a honeysuckle name. Or uh, not a honeysuckle, a hummingbird name, right? Yeah. Ambrosius. 
I mean, he's also a famous person, apparently, but, like, Roman-like. Mm. Was and he also a philosopher? Because this guy's a philosophy mm, professor. That would have been good, but he's a war leader. So that seems kind of... Who can say them? Against the vibe. And the meaning of the name is immortal. So, cool. So we've just discovered something about this owl. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've we ruined spoiled this. this. He's an immortal war god. <laughs> It and explains why he's German. always in the right place at the right time, right? Yeah. Um. So the hummingbird Gladys, she sees the dead body of Otto, the toad in the lake, and she goes, and she's kind of hysterical because, like, this has never happened in the history of Shady Hollow. There's never been a murder. There's never been a crime like this. She's kind of frantic. Uh, she goes to her job at the um, newspaper, and she's telling her coworker, Vera Vixen, like, hey, this is what I saw. Isn't that fucked up? And Vera is like, you should like, you should call the cops, but first I'm going to run down to the crime scene and see what I can see. Um, I also question this setup of this is the first time a murder has ever happened in this town. Yeah. Because it makes the rest of the series look real sus. Cause like yeah. they stay in shady hollow. Right. Mm-hmm. So presumably more murders keep happening. I think it's Vera. S- <laughs> right i'm like i thought it was gonna like, be her in this book i was like that's fucking cool what's the connection here it's that vera moved to it's town right to town. even if she didn't do the murders i think she's like an omen of darkness <laughs> i'd buy that like i feel like that is a that's setup her shady for a lot past of- right it's like she can never stay somewhere for very long because once she does yeah. people start dying people start dying and i don't know I why like- she would choose to come to a small town instead of a big city but that's on yeah. her conscience not mine i feel like that is such a setup for a lot of small town cozy mystery series of and course I could be wrong because yeah. i don't really read them where it's like oh gosh there's never any crime here in the Except first for book, all the fucking murders. Right. In the first book, everyone's like, there's never crime here. Mm-hmm. And then you're like 20 books deep and it's like, oh, another Tuesday and another dead body. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the town is used to it by now. The little old lady will solve the crime. Don't worry about it. Miss Marple, I'm looking at you, also, girl. Also a specter of death. Also a specter of death, Miss Marple. Uh <laughs> So Vera goes to check out the crime scene, right? And uh, she sees that Otto has been stabbed in the back and it's just been kind of floating along. So they're like, yeah, for sure this was a murder, not just a dead body appearing in the lake. But she also finds a um, a bottle of plum wine that she knows came from the Chinese restaurant owned by the Panda Sun Lee. And so she takes that as evidence and doesn't tell the police about it. Good. Uh, the police Good being cool. the two bears. Yes. <laughs> Actually, only one bear because the chief, Teddy Mead, he doesn't show up to work. And it's just and I Orville was, Braun. I was fully on board with being like a cab except for Orville uh-huh. with most of this book. But then it got to a point where he was like, well, if we do charge this uh, rich lady, she'll definitely not go to jail for it because she's rich and then my boss will probably have to resign in disgrace and I can get a promotion and I'm like oh okay all, co- all cops are bad <laughs> <laughs> he did seem very wholesome for a long time but then it slipped yeah then it slipped all cops are bears all cops are bears is also I was gonna say a cab all cops are bears yeah uh, <laughs> um so Orville, he's kind of, he's on his own. Like we said, there's never been a crime like this in Shady Hollow. So he's literally reading from a book about what to do. Very bad at this whole investigation. 
Vera Big City Fox is like, hey, you gotta you gotta check people's alibis, man. You gotta ask people questions. You can't just arrest the only crime element we have in Shady Hollow, Lefty the Raccoon. Uh, even though if you continue to read this book, you'll realize you should have questioned Lefty the Raccoon just a little bit more. Just a scotch. Just a scotch. asked him some questions. <laughs> Any question. He knew some stuff. Um, he knew so many things. He knew so many things. Even more things than he actually ended up telling us. Yeah. There was more. There but was we'll more. never know. Well, we might if we read the next books. Or, I mean, we might if we read the end of this book, because I'm referring to the things he said regarding to this crime that he didn't answer the questions about. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But he did know. Yes. (laughs) I just thought you thought he was a font of wisdom, which I think. Well. I think he's been in, like, everybody's house. Yeah, it seems seems like. like, Because no one has locks. No one has locks. (laughs) Uh, So they find out eventually. what are people's houses like? I think they were just like dens like, or like well, trees, she said, hollow trees. Right. Like she says den in reference to her house. But it could just be a fun way of talking about a house. Right. And an also animal. like the the beavers had a mansion. Maybe so like, it was, was it, a log cabin mansion. Right. Like was it a mansion inside one of those? And I mean, they, they brought this up in the like preface. They're like, don't worry about how a mouse and a moose are the same size. They just are. Yes. Right. It's very Bojack Horseman. Right. Uh-huh. Except no people. Right. Um, but then I don't know. You start saying these things about like how how they have dens. And I'm like, well, then where the beavers was that mansion inside of a bunch of logs. Was that was that what that was? And then how did. <laughs> how did you how did why did it look so good to everyone so it must have been just a mansion mansion but then why do other people have dens that's a I don't get that's it. a great look at the wealth inequality of shady Hollow. Yeah. actually um <laughs> i think they just built the biggest dam mm. and now a bunch of cat warriors will be down in a few yeah. a few weeks to destroy it destroy the economy of shady hollow these books canonically take place in the same uh there were no cats here so i would believe it there were no cats so in this this world cats are a mutated species that has reverted to their four-legged form yes they're very fierce whereas everyone else walks about on two legs and and that's why they call them the two legs instead of humans like they call them the two legs because they are just other animals the two-leg place was just shady. Hollow. The newspaper office where the fox was working. And for some reason, some people, some animals of Shady Hollow do keep the cats as pets. Yeah, it's real fucked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, basically, the book Vera, Vera, and her friend Lenore—they're besties. They're BFFs. Lenore they knows were a be lot gay. about. They were not. They weren't, though. They were just, like, they knew each other the best out of everyone else in town. Yeah. There, there was th- some comment early on, I can't remember from which one, about, like, waiting to see the person that they wanted to see the most or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so you gay? Yeah. And then that was just not even anything. It would have been a fun little fun yeah. little romance. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, this, this whole book is so self-insert you really have to work to make the relationships exist when you're reading you have to be like oh yeah that is definitely 
and uh, trying to think of two people that are friends and I just simply cannot. Um, that is really, you know, that's really Ray and Finn right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Orville yeah. is Kylo Ren. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep, for sure. It's that's exactly the vibe. <laughs> uh-huh. We had to work it in. It's a standard now on this podcast. We got to make very low jokes. <laughs> See, when you said, I'm trying to think of two people that are friends, yeah. I thought you and me. And we're not that... we're not in a media media. Correct. Thing. Correct. Yeah. But that does bring me to ask if you lived in Shady Hollow, what animal would you be? <gasps> oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I would probably like in my heart of hearts, I want to be like, yeah, I would be a fox or I would be like a very cool badger or something. Mm-hmm. But like, we all know I'm a chipmunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute, though. I, yeah, but like, what are they good for? I don't know. <laughs> Eating nuts. Eating nuts, stuff in their <laughs> mouth full of all kinds of shit. Just being friendly. Like, you know. Yeah, I'm not one of the that. cool animals. I'm a dime a dozen chipmunk. <laughs> Which one are you? I love chipmunks. They're so cute. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think, I think realistically, here's the problem. Yeah, we got birds. We got a snake at one point, right? Mm, yeah, we did. We got mammals. Yeah, but we haven't really engaged with fish, right? I never because that say fish. That offers some logistical issues. Yeah, I like think how realistically, I would want to be like. An eel. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. But because then that's I wouldn't be able to wa- gone well. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Listen, did I once people. in a D&D <laughs> campaign turn myself into an eel and then tell my brothers who were playing the other characters to throw me at the enemy? Yes. Did it work? No. No. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. Something is appealing about them. <laughs> okay. What would your eel name be? Well, I was going to say, I think I wouldn't go with eel at the end of it because you couldn't interact with anybody, Mm. right? Right, right. Unless unless there is an entire underwater community Mm. that only only the amphibians can travel between the two lives. Segregation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I'd probably be like a sparrow no that's too nice i don't like i think no I feel sparrows like... are nice yeah I don't yeah think but i think i'm nice i think i mean oh so I don't okay think that would work yeah um like just some what's the most annoying animal <laughs> like a woodpecker a woodpecker yeah that feels like not that's everyone. just banging your head against something to eat some grubs i don't think that's you i don't think that's your essence i don't know i do bang my head on a lot of things <laughs> I could see like a heron. Okay. You're tall. Okay. Yeah. It's also a bird. It's also a bird. I feel like herons are one of those types of animals that's like, I want to chill on my own, but there are people nearby if I crave that. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it would be heron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great. So chipmunk and heron. Yeah. Write us in. Let us know what animal you would be. Woodland creature. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, and we'll come up with our names uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> Requires too much thought. It really me. does. I'm trying to think of hair and puns. Cheeks and... McGee. That's Cheeks me. Cheeks McGee. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would be Leggy Blonde. <laughs> That's not even a name. I know. That's just a descriptor. That's the Concord song. <laughs> yeah, but Jesus. All right. No. What would you? No. Let's, let's workshop it. What? What part of it don't you like? Well, all of it. Okay. Uh, herons. What do we know about herons? What do we know about? They eat fish. They fly. When I, when I was in like third grade, I had to be in a school play about wildlife, and I was a scientist talking about blue herons. So you would think that I would remember anything about them. Yeah. The only thing I know is that they're called blue herons, but they're not really blue. They're just gray, and their feathers oh. have a sheen that gives off a blue light. Damn. And that's I almost word for word my one line. <laughs> well, no wonder it's the only thing you remember. It's the only thing. Yeah, but we we had to do like a research project with <laughs> oh, okay, it. Okay. <laughs> well, there's there's all kinds of like kind of like silver or blue type names mm-hmm, we could do. Yeah. And then and then like like Gladys Honeysuckle. So like your last name would be like f- fish. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh huh. Aquamarine trout. Absolutely. It's perfect. Rolls right off the tongue. Uh, Definitely brings to mind a heron. (laughs) I do kind of like trout as a last name, but I feel like then we're back to me being a fish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, Hmm. It's hmm. a tough one. A puzzle for the ages. I'm going to Google it. Names for herons. (laughs) I'm gonna Google Heron puns. Oh, that's a good one too. Um, sixty-five words for Heron. Okay, Crane. Crane could be a last name. That is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the other words for Heron are <laughs> dumb. Frank. Frank is a name apparently. What about what about Egret? Egret Crane. Egret. Egret. Ingrid. Ingrid Crane. We just there's a lot of steps to get there. <laughs> it's okay. Gladys is not a one for one for hummingbird. <laughs> All herons are also known as shite pokes. That's upsetting. That's that's, that's a fact. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Tell us your animal and the animal's name. Mm-hmm. So the rest. So of we the- got cheeks. Mag- Cheeks McGee and Ingrid Crane. Ingrid Crane. <laughs> Perfect names. And her husband Ichabod. No. We can't. We can't go back to Sleepy Hollow. We've moved on, Anna. The rest of this it book. might not even be in this episode, Anna. <laughs> it might not even be in this episode. Well, no, we, we referenced it at the beginning before we cut. Ah, yes, you're right. You're right. Yes, you're yes, right. yes. Shady Hollow, Sleepy Hollow. It's on the mind, okay? The Stars rest- Hollow. What is up with S Hollows? Um, that's a great question. Stars hollow. Yeah. Shady hollow. Sleepy hollow. Smelly hollow. I don't know. There's lots of them out there. Sacred hollow. Sacred hollow. Scary hollow. Mm -hmm. Scuba hollow. Scary spice. (laughs) Spice girls. Uh Uh-huh. I think I've made my point. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Wow, you guys are getting this content for free. Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine just what's behind our secret paywall that we have set up on our Patreon? Listen, anybody who has listened to this podcast long enough knows that we are getting into the hot days. And I get a little bit And stupid. M's turning into soup. Not just her brain. The entirety of her All of is me. soup. Soupy, soupy girl. Soup's hollow. Okay, Okay, what type of soup would you be? Oh, that's an excellent question. Color. We can't. We don't. This, this is the kind of content we can't give away for free. We have to. We have to save that for the Patreon because I do want to discuss that at length. Um, I have to finish the sentence I've tried to start ten yes, times. Please. The Sorry. rest of this book is Vera running around asking people questions, mm-hmm. as any good detective would do, right? Um. <laughs> First of all, she's trying to ascertain everyone's alibi. Where were you at the time of the murder? Everyone was just at home chilling, and they don't have anyone to verify that for them. So that kind of sucks. What's everyone's motive? Well, everyone hated Otto because he was kind of the town grump, right? Like, he would, he was the kind of, like, if, if he were in an HOA, he would be out, like, measuring the length of your grass. He would be See, out I there saying like that's not the... I felt like he was the opposite the... of that. Hmm? I felt like he would be the one who was, like... I'm not going to clean up my front yard. Fuck your HOA. Like, I felt like but he was very anti-authority. But also, you mowed part of my yard. Like, he didn't like when people fucked with his stuff. Yeah. So I feel like he's anti-HOA. Maybe. You know, because he would be like, I live by my own rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. Which, honestly, admirable. Admirable. Except for he tattled on fucking everybody for everything. Well, maybe this shouldn't have been... He's like, I'm going to call thing. the cops on you because... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. He is... He is a shithead for that. Yeah. Shit's hollow. All cops are bears. Come All on. cops are bears. <laughs> you should know that. Um, so, like, everyone kind of had a motive to kill him because, like, this guy just fought with everyone all the time, right? Uh, not that that's, like, really a motive. As Orville points out, he's like, yeah, the dude could have been an asshole, but, like, civilized creatures would not murder a, a frog for that. Vera's like, I don't know, man. Could 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 be. Um, so she's running around. She's basically doing the police's job for them. Orville is both like, hey, quit that. And also, no, please continue to help me. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm bad at my job. Yeah. And it's not from like lack of trying. It's just he has had no opportunity to experience doing his job. Um, and the chief of police is absent on a quote unquote fishing trip for most of this book and is proven to be incompetent. So. It's fine. Seemed sus, though. Seems sus, but he's not. We, um, we're introduced to a variety of interesting animals, most of which don't come off as suspicious as all. I, I, I think the most suspicious, we'll talk about them, I guess, is Ambrosius Heidegger. I did not care for, I, I thought he was, like, going to be the killer, right? He's mm. an owl. He was one of the only people awake at the time of the toad's death. Yeah. He is always exactly where he needs to be. Like, he's just popping up like, hey, I saw you getting uh, almost hit by a boulder. Need any help? Or like, hey, sure, I will translate those journals you found in Otto's house that are in a different language. Give them to me, but I have to do it alone. Like, he was just real. He was red herring, right? Mm-hmm. Which would also be a good animal Which would name. be an animal yeah, in this world. <laughs> It'd be like red with two Ds. Absolutely. That's a good fox. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't care. I didn't care for the owl throughout this book. We also have um, Ruby Ewing, 
who is set up as this character who she she enjoys having a variety of uh, relationships. She she's kind of like a um, a serial dater, I guess. But mm. they the town is a small town. They hate her for it. Uh, they slut shame her, and dater she's haters. an outcast. Hmm. Dater haters. Dater haters. Absolutely. Um, and so everyone kind of, and she was also, um, famously having an affair with Reggie, Reginald Von Beaverpelt, who ends up being our second murder victim. We find out a little <gasps> bit later. So everyone oh, no, was not like, Reggie. Hmm. hmm. Um, and then there's Lefty who we've talked about a little bit. He's this raccoon that is just, he is the criminal element of Shady Hollow, but he's very comically bad at it tried to rob a bank but he got locked in overnight so he had to call the police to come and get him out like that kind of situation oh lefty oh lefty so orville immediately arrests him um once these murders start happening on the basis of like okay if he didn't do it he must know who did because he's a criminal right all criminals know every other criminal um and lefty is fine being arrested because he said it's safer for him inside the jail than it is outside of it. Which point, please ask him more questions. Ask him about that. Yeah. Very suspicious thing he just said. Expand, please. But they all just seem to go about their day asking the bare minimum and being fine with that, which this was another kind of like bare minimum. (laughs) Look for (laughs) the bare minimum. minimum. (laughs) This is one of the things that really annoyed me about this book. I think is just like, every every scene okay vera's gonna go she got a note to meet someone at midnight and she's gonna go get the scoop and then she goes and she asks like two very surface level questions and the other character was like i can't talk now and then she would just dip and there would be like no digging for clues they'd just be like okay well guess i'll have to find out another way (laughs) just like whatever there was a lot of like oh she's so good at interviews and then people would immediately be like i'm done with this interview and she'd be like okay cool all right well guess i'm gonna go somewhere else now yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah she does she does eventually go to interview reginald von beaver pelt who his family he's kind of known as like the unofficial mayor of the town his family are the richest people in town whatever whatever um she goes an oligarch yes yeah he's kidding (laughs) He's got the uh, the lumber, uh, big lumber. Uh, that's what he's got. That makes it sound like I'm talking about he has a big dick. That's gross. Um, well, I don't know <laughs> maybe, about the genitalia. Maybe he Could did. Be. I don't know. That's how he married so rich. Um, Vera goes to interview him. And she's like, hey, where were you on this night? And he's like, hey, I don't really have. I was here at home with my wife. And he does something that makes her think it's suspicious, but he's like, I'm not answering any more of your dumbass questions. Now tell my secretary to bring me coffee. And the secretary brings him coffee. The coffee is poisoned. And luckily, they are able to help him in time um, from not dying, I guess, or like the dose wasn't strong enough. I don't know. They rush him to some hospital. The doctor, it's a small town. The doctor's not there. So they're like, what can we do? Luckily... The panda who owns the Chinese restaurant used to be a doctor in another life. So he comes on by and he's like, yo, what's up? Let me help you out. Uh Uh-oh, I see the signs of poison and that's the kind of poison I keep in my restaurant. And everyone's like, why do you keep poison in your restaurant? (laughs) Great question. He's like, well, in small doses, this medicine called like heart killer or something. (laughs) It's like, 
It's like, yeah, that's definitely a poison. Bad, bad juice. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, small doses can be used as a medicine. And as we've kind of established in a past life, I was a doctor. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Well, have you noticed any of this poison going missing from your restaurant? And he's like, funny, you should ask. Yeah, a whole case of it has gone missing enough to poison the entire town of Shady Hollow. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And you might be asking yourself, why didn't he tell us this sooner? That seems like something you would report. To anyone. Yes. When it happened. Yeah. But I guess he didn't want anyone to find out his shameful secret that he was a doctor. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, flashback a little bit to um, remember Vera picked up that bottle of plum wine from Mm -hmm. the Chinese restaurant in town at the beginning of the book. Um, We find out from the autopsy of of the toad that when he was stabbed, he was already dead. Classic murder mystery, right? He was instead poisoned. They test the bottle of plum wine. The plum wine had the poison in it. Oh, no. All signs pointing to Sun Lee. Um, he's like, hey, there's this, there's this sheep named Ruby Ewing. She likes to drink my plum wine. I don't know. Here's also some other people in town that like to drink my plum wine. Like, I can't, it, I can't say... People are crazy for this stuff. People love this stuff because it's exotic. (laughs) There's even a line where he's like, the people of Shady Hollow only think my food is good because they've never had it before. (laughs) It's like, this is all normal ass food. (laughs) Yeah. So Vera and she goes on some other escapades to track down clues. Food related. I'm so sorry. No, there was not. a moment that was food related where they were at the wake that we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, and they were like, <laughs> they were passing around trays of vegetable, um, like wraps or vegetable buns or something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the inclusion of the word vegetable implies to me that there is also meat right like you're specifying it's vegetarian <laughs> but then where's the meat from where's the meat because if there's <laughs> if there's not meat then which it of just... your brethren was chosen for food <laughs> <laughs> i mean we already have that like okay pandas eat bamboo so we're characters. good well we don't have livestock well we do because the sheep yeah sheep i guess livestock. sheep is yeah, yeah yeah you're right people but do we also sheep don't have a ton of obligate carnivores i don't think bears bears can eat other other stuff yeah and then fox can eat other stuff i think crows are both crows are omnivores yeah owls would be the only thing but the owl specifically said has he is vowed to go vegetarian Mm. but the smaller creatures like the mice even though they're all the same size mice are still afraid of him which so that implies that in some places mm-hmm. owls do eat owl people eat mice people yes and, and they that's do wild. reference like deep in the woods there are uh quote-unquote uncivilized creatures who are basically regular animals or would be closer to regular animals living their daily lives mm-hmm. yeah so, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they eat them i don't know i mean maybe it's like the uh, like situation cows out there running around in gangs <laughs> maybe it's like the situation with uh crown of candy which 
Brennan Lee Mulligan has commented on a few times uh-huh. of um, people complaining that the people of Candia eat candy and they're like, isn't that cannibalism? And he's like, you are made of meat and you also eat meat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like these are animal people and then they're also just animals, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So maybe it's fine. Maybe it's maybe it's fine. They eat but a also lot the of fact scones that the, and baked that the goods. mice people are scared of the owl does kind of make it seem like that owl has owl his owl friends could potentially come to shady hollow for us and eat them snacks hollow snacks hollow (laughs) um (laughs) there's a scene uh in this book where vera goes out in the middle of the woods at night and she's like hey lenore be my backup they told me to come alone but idk that's a good idea she goes out in the woods in the middle of the night and um is almost smushed by a boulder, a boulder that had been sitting at the top of the hill for decades, but had clearly shown signs of tampering once Orville goes to investigate uh, that someone had purposefully tried to smush Vera with a boulder. So she's like, mm, I must be getting close to the answer. And the reader is like, I don't know why you would think that because you've done nothing. <laughs> well, because who would bother to smush if she didn't know anything? I guess that's true. Maybe... Um, you know she should have considered the fact that she's just pissed some people off and is annoying you know it could be i don't think she was but she people around here don't like questions right and (laughs) i guess it's kind of in line with the like oh you wouldn't just murder the toad because he's kind of annoying thing (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't murder someone for just asking questions would you not here in statements hollow (laughs) Um, after that, after the border boulder incident, um, she is summoned Smushed by hollow. Reginald Von Beaverpelt as he is recuperating in his home. He's like, Hey, come to me. I've got, I've got a scoop. She goes, got the scoop hollow for you. Um, Reginald has a wife that he seems rather at odds with and two adult daughters who the book portrays as kind of useless, rich girls. Uh, and they all try to prevent Vera from going to talk to daddy but she manages to give them the slip she goes up to daddy's room she locks the door behind her and she's like hey yo what's up and he's like i have to tell you something and then before he can say anything at all the mom and daughters are like get out of here you can't talk to him leave him alone this was my number one suspect was one of the kids i thought so too especially the really um observant one yep yep i was like this girl one of these beavers is up to no good. Murdering her daddy mm-hmm. for either money or because she pissed off or she's pissed off at what he has done to their mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I thought that the mom beaver was going to take the fall. And then for, it would be for like. For her daughters. Yeah. But, no. but that's not this even slightly what happened. very surface level. I feel like at this point we've ruled out everyone except for the killer. But the killer. So if you're paying attention. If you're paying attention, you might know who the killer is at this point. Honestly, I thought the cast of characters gave away who the killer was because I was like halfway through the book and I was like, I'm just going to go back and look and see if there's, if we've met everyone. And it's like the third name on the list. I'm like, this girl has not come up yet. She's the killer. (laughs) I thought that she came up really early. She might have, but then she vanished for like most of the book. Yeah, I was worried about the cast of characters because I also went back uh-huh. to took it when Lucky's girlfriend was showed up, and I was like, "Wait a second, 
I don't remember this girlfriend being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mentioned in the cast, and she seems like a character, like more than the secretary or whatever, who also weren't mentioned, but they yeah. weren't like relevant. I was like, wait, hold on, she's relevant to the plot, and she's not in the cast. I don't think she's the killer, but I'm wondering if this is going to be another the cat who could read backwards thing, where it's just someone we haven't even someone heard of. mentioned only in the background <laughs> and suddenly is the killer. I was about to be very mad, but that wasn't what that happened was not the case either. So rule that one out. <laughs> Um, so that morning, uh, Vera, Vera tried to talk to, to daddy Von Beaverpelt and was ushered out of the house that afternoon. He goes missing, uh, and is then found dead in his silk pajamas face down in the lake. He is drowned. Oh. Uh, so someone came back and finished the job. Horrible. Awful. Uh, the beaver pelts are distraught, the town terrified out of their minds. They have a a private funeral and then a public wake we're at the wake ruby ewing the sheep busts in and she's like i loved him too i deserve to be here um but then gets kicked out of the wake so everyone starts whispering like oh yeah a von beaver pelt had a very public affair with ruby ewing um magic later you do that yeah later vera comes across ruby at his grave and she's like hey sorry about all this i guess i don't know you were the mistress feels weird too whatever and ruby's like his wife was definitely the murderer because she knew about our affair and she knew he was a going to he was going to leave his wife for me and we were saving money and hiding it from her and yada 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 now this is the point at which i went Hold on a second. This is an animal society in which presumably gender roles are not the same as human society. But also, every there are only two good female characters in this book. Mm-hmm. And it is the main character and her friend. Mm-hmm. And every friend other female character. Yeah, friend slash girlfriend. <laughs> and every other female character is either gave up their art in order to start having children and is boring now. Uh, a rich bitch. Mm-hmm, a rich mm-hmm. bitch's daughter or a mistress. And I'm like, this isn't a this great isn't look. Great. But hey, the main character is a female and she's a spunky go getter. So you know. Like you could have you could have made I don't know, the well, I guess the publisher was mean too. Uh maybe just everybody sucks in this town. I don't know. Joe was chill, but his Joe wife dipped. So yeah, which also I thought was an early setup for him to be the love interest too. Yes, I I liked Joe. He seemed chill. Yeah, but he also never left the cafe, so that would have been difficult. It would have been hard, but you know, <laughs> she has she's she has a coffee addiction. She's got to go get her fix He's of always both coffee open. and Joe. Yeah, always open. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Vera then starts putting stuff together, like hmm, okay. Uh, I have auto, uh, I go, I, he, she goes to the accountant for the company and she finds there's discrepancy in the accounts where like a certain amount of money was going towards someone simply referred to as BS every month. Um, and just like some other odd things start happening, I guess. I, I also don't really fucking fully, know. even though we had the cast list, kept thinking the main dudes or the, not the main dude, the accountant dude's name was Martin Chitters. Because I am so ingrained in thinking in Martin is a mouse name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one step from Mickey. <laughs> the two famous rats, Mickey Mouse two. and Martin Mouse. 
hold on. They're not famous rats. The only f- famous rat is Charles Entertainment Cheese. That's this is true. There's probably other famous rats, but I don't know who they are right now. Mm. The gay rats from Arthur. Yeah, yeah. The one from Flowers for Algernon. I feel like so I famous like... I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Ratatouille. Dead. Ratatouille. Oh, yeah, Ratatouille. Full of famous rats. It's, the world is full of famous Choco, rats. Chuck block with Choc- famous rats. With famos. <laughs> who are rats. <laughs> and also there was that other rat movie that was probably trying Flushed to capitalize away. on. Yep, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also a rat. Less famous, though. Don't know his name. Don't know his name. Flushed away rat. <laughs> that, that big inflatable rat that... Uh, unions put outside of striking of uh, built businesses that they're striking. Yeah. That guy's famous. Very famous. We're gonna Don't get. Don't know what his name is. We're gonna get made fun of. Here is a list of famous rats. Are you ready? Okay. Remy, yeah. obviously. obviously. Professor Ratigan. Okay. Yeah. 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 Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant rat. Rizzo the rat from Muppets. See, all of these are like. Mrs. Brisby and the Rats of Nim. I never read that book or did saw that movie, movie or did anything to do with it. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at this list of. Uh, it's called uh, Greatest Rat Characters of All Time. Templeton from Charlotte's Web. Mm. Ratata or Ratata. I don't know how you fucking. That's not a famous that's not rat. A famous that's a rat. Species. That's one of many. His name isn't Ratata. Ratata. It's his species. Nigel And if Rapper. you left him unnicknamed, you're a heathen. You're a heathen. Nickname all your Pokemon. They deserve it. They do. If you really loved them. If you love your Pokemon, you will give them nicknames. Okay, this list has Peter Pettigrew on here. Well, some of the time. Some of the time, I guess. Well, 13 years. So, <laughs> you know, a, a good chunk of his time. Um, and then Amy the Rat from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. okay. Yeah, I just feel like as animals go, rats are not putting out that heat that like cats and dogs. And, yes, that's true. You know, yeah. wolves and mm-hmm. foxes. Like because they're not sexy. Because they're like not sexy. Yeah. Oh, the rats from Anita Blake. The were rats. The were rats. <laughs> what were we thinking? It was right in front of us the whole time. Oh, I don't remember what's happening in this book. Um, um, we were talking about rats because the mouse was not Martin. The mouse was not Martin. <laughs> yes. So Chitters was doing the accounting and was like, hey, counts are off. The accounts are off. He's, he's paying $500 a month to someone named BS. And I don't know who that is. We don't know who that is. The reveal on that was very silly. I didn't buy it. I thought it was another red herring. It wasn't. Yeah. It was the real thing. It's like, wow, that was actually what it was. Man, this guy's not super creative, is he? Mm-mm. So then I don't remember how she gets there. Oh, I do remember. So, um. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, Lefty has been hiding. He, he was released from jail, even though he asked to stay. Orville was like, cool, you can stay. But then the chief of police was like, get him out of here. So Lefty was released from jail. Everyone's been looking for Lefty because he disappeared. Once he was released from jail, Beaver Pelt died. So everyone's like, well, it could have been Lefty. Vera's like, it wasn't. Everyone, it wasn't. But Orville's like, I'm going to arrest that raccoon. 
So everyone's been on the lookout for Lefty. Um, Vera manages to track down Lefty's girlfriend, who, whose name is Righty. Whose name is Righty? No, it was an E. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you because it's not in the cast of characters. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> vanished from my brain, even though I only read this less than 24 hours ago. Evelyn. This could be. Edith. No, could that's someone be. else. That's a different character in this book. <laughs> uh, egg. Cheeks McGee. I don't know. Cheeks McGee. Could be anybody. Um, but... Through, through the girlfriend who's like, I don't know where Lefty is. Um, you gotta help out my man. But I gotta help out my mans and just let you know he didn't do it. He's not capable of murder. And Vera's like, yeah, I know. But can you please set up a meeting between me and Lefty? And so she does. And Lefty is like, it wasn't me. I didn't do the murder. I'm ha- I'm hiding out because I maybe know who did do the murder. And it's I can't tell you because then I will die. Um. I will tell you, though, that I was buying jewels. I was using money, legal tender, to purchase jewels and hide them in the woods for someone. I thought it was all above board. Turns out it wasn't. I don't understand this. This is like, I don't know. I don't understand understand why this happened this way. I don't understand why you couldn't just hide the cash, why you had to turn them into rubies. It's fine. Um, And... Vera remembers, recalls some conversation that she had where she's like, rubies, ah, yes, Ruby Ewing. Ruby was buying the rubies so that she and Beaver Pelt could run away together. It's because in the translation of the notes from Stumpf. That's what it was, because they were uh, good friends. Her and Otto were good yeah, friends. Yeah, and he, Ruby told Otto about the affair and that um, she right, was hiding, hiding something in a hollow tree or whatever and that it's so me and she was like uh, it's so me rubies and i'm like oh okay sure yes <laughs> i forgot yeah so she she had so that's where she finds out about the hollow tree not from le- uh, not from lefty Rakan. yeah yes yeah okay um so she goes she's like well there's only one hollow tree worth hiding anything in in these woods and she goes there um, seems like that's a bad place to hide something. Seems, yeah, if everybody fucking knows about it. But she goes there. She's like, I'm going to find these rubies. And then I'm going to go confront Ruby. But guess what? Ruby was already there because she's been following Vera around to make sure Vera didn't catch on to what was actually happening. She is like, well, you got to come with me now. She marches her up to a hut at the top of a mountain. Uh, and it's raining out. And she's basically doing her whole villain monologue of like, hey, this is... This is what happened. Otto, I didn't mean to kill him. I paid Lefty to leave this bottle of wine out for Beaver Pelt to find because he was never going to leave me. He loved his wife too much. Or he didn't love his wife. He loved the money his wife had because he came from a poor background. His wife was rich, whatever. He was never going to leave me, and I realized that. So I was just going to fucking kill him. He was never going to leave her. Yeah. So I'm just, that's what I meant. (laughs) You all know. (laughs) She was blackmailing him. Yeah. Which was what the BS was 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 blackmailing blackmailing sheep. sheep. Okay. Also brings into question how many times they call each other by like their species name. Like, go tell the bear. And I'm like, that's weird. I I don't say like, go tell the man because there's a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. um, So she was blackmailing him. And then he was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to tell everyone. Yeah. I'm going to come clean because I'm tired of being blackmailed. And then she was like, I got to kill him. Yes. 
So she's like, Lefty, I'm going to pay you to leave this bottle of poison wine out somewhere where Beaver Pelt will find it. Lefty didn't do it correctly. He left it somewhere where Beaver Pelt would never go, but Otto would. And Otto found the wine and drank odd bottle of wine left in a pond, just drank it and died because it was full of poison. Really no self-preservation for a guy who was revealed to have been a spy in a war. <laughs> truly, like, okay. truly. Like, where are All your right, instincts, sir? <laughs> um, and and so... <laughs> so Ruby's also, like... This it was whole a- scene, mm-hmm. I was like... I know exactly what's going to happen. Because earlier in the book, Lenore was reading, like, a Sherlock Holmes. And was making notes on it and was like Reichenbach Falls bad place to have a confrontation and I was mm-hmm. like okay they're gonna they're gonna fall off the cliff they're all gonna yeah they're mm-hmm. gonna fall off the cliff mm-hmm. is what's gonna happen <laughs> that's called foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> so then um she stabbed Otto in the back so that the poison wouldn't be traced back to her like she's like if everyone just sees a knife sticking out his back they'll know what his cause of death was and they won't look any further Vero's like, that's where you went wrong. It was the knife that made us check to see he was poisoned and that you would have gotten away with it if you just left him dead in the pond. We would have thought he died of old age. Yeah, we would have all thought this toad drowned. Yeah. (laughs) Something toads famously do (laughs) all the time. Something toads do. uh, And she's like, well, then I had to finish the job. So I was like, she was like slowly poisoning beaver pelt over time or something. Or she had like, she'd put the poison there a long time ago and he finally drank it, but she didn't do it good enough. And then went and finished the job the next day. They had an argument. She shoved him. He fell, he hit his head and he wasn't, she didn't drown him, but she didn't prevent him from drowning. So. But like, okay. So they were on the bank of the pond, right? Yeah, Down by the how, banks of the hanky panky. Yeah. How sharp of a drop is this bank? Cause like when I'm thinking of a, Pond, it's like I'm a, like there's it's a it's a very shallow slope right right, yeah. right. usually that's what i would assume yeah. but he like just drowned in two inches of water i guess i which guess is it's possible possible if he hit his I head suppose. i thought okay he hits his head he's unconscious he's face down in the water okay we've but we've she's like that. no he was struggling and i was like but yeah so how come beavers who <laughs> are also, also known to be somewhat yeah. aquatic animals <laughs> right Hmm. Like, okay. This is where it falls apart a little bit. A little bit. A little bit here for me. So Vera's like, wow, that all sucks. And now you're telling me all this and uh, I'm going to die, aren't I? And Vera's like, yeah. So the two of them get to the top of the hill and they get into a little shoving match. Uh, There's a knife involved. Vera gets stabbed a couple of times. She does a heroic jumping out of a window because remember she's in a cabin or whatever. Uh, And basically they have this tussle and Ruby ends up falling off the top of the cliff. Vera tries to grab her, but she's like, I don't want any help from you. And so then she dies because she gets loose and she falls. And classic uh, villain, classic villain. And then the whole town shows up and they're like, hey, we're we're here to rescue you like how did you how did you even know and they're like oh the very convenient owl saw the two of you coming up the hill together and he thought it looked suspicious so he warned the whole town uh they go they find out ruby's very dead and uh vera is brought back to town slotted as a hero hooray hooray mrs von beaver pelt is like i'm bad at doing a sawmill but here mouse you do the job yeah and everyone else and then orville and 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 vera go on a date the end 
That's this one. That's this one. So maybe like first book, they were just trying to get down like, these are people's roles. These are the roles they play. And then in subsequent books, you'll get to know them more. I was like, I wanted the opposite. (laughs) I want to know who these animals are. So you can find out by maybe reading more books, but also maybe not. You read them. (laughs) I'll let you know if I do. Which, let's be honest, all the things I've said. I might check out the sequels for this. Have I ever? Have I ever read the sequel? The only one I've read is the Murderbot books. Mm. It's the only book I've ever followed I feel like there's been at least one or two that I have, but Mm. generally no. Um, Well, speaking of what we will be reading now that we are done with this unit. Goodbye. I guess my my wrap-up. Furry sleuths, I don't have a problem with the furry part. It's the sleuth part I still have a problem with. Still don't like mysteries. That's fine. Still don't like it. Um... Next week, we will be returning with our final uh, Maritime Monday with the Titanic series by Gordon Corman. To S- be clear, not necessarily o- final Maritime S- Monday, but final one for Titanic uh, with SOS. Yes, as Anna said. Um, and the week after that, we will be reading uh, the next book in our Choose Your Own Adventure literary slimmitter slimmitted unit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Another listener submitted this specific book because uh, we were just going to try to find like the oldest one we could. Um, and this one is pretty old, uh, but it is part of a Dungeons and Dragons choose your own adventure romance <laughs> series. Yeah, ticking a lot of boxes for us. And it is called Ring of the Ruby Dragon by Jeannie Black. Thank you. Um, that's it for me. That's it for me, too. I'm not going to do the outro. Okay, cool. (laughs) In the meantime, if you have any books or units you would like for us to read on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise... (laughs) Cheeks McGee's coming to your house and eating all your nuts and stuff. (laughs) Oh, no, not my nuts. You you better hide in my love almonds. (laughs) If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the Internet you like. In the words of Juno Black, is Mr. Von Beaverpelt in? She asked the young beaver at the secretary's desk. Mr. Von Beaverpelt is a very busy bee creature, the secretary replied haughtily. I like that she had to take a break from saying busy beaver because I guess it would have been impolite. I don't know. (laughs) We don't stereotype like that here in Shady Hollow, just in other ways. I'm not going to spoil Zootopia for people. I was just about to say something that spoiled both this book and Zootopia. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. (laughs) The villain's the same. Yep. (laughs)